Alright, Chavra. Numasechta. Saita. Beautiful. Rabta Saita Davbez. Let us get going. So, let's go through some uh, basic halachas that we have to know as we begin the first parak. Number one is that if you have a woman who commits adultery with witnesses and warning, she's chay of Misa. We know. The witnesses saw the adultery, certainly chay of Misa. The Torah gives an interesting scenario of a, of a suffix saita. He covers his base. What happens if I have a suffix saita? Okay, a suffix saita is going to be the focus of our parak. And that is, if you have a woman who was warned, we'll see who needs to warn her. And she secluded herself with the man that she was warned about. So the Torah gives an interesting process in how to clarify whether or not she actually committed adultery and sinned. Now, the, the thing to keep in mind here, and some of the halachas we're going to figure out as we, you know, as we move along. I don't want to overload right now. The either way, either way, once she commits stira by a suffix saita, once she secludes herself, stira, she sice her, she locks off in her room, she's going to be ushered to her husband. An adulteress, correct, even if it's only a suffix, an adulteress is ushered to her husband. That's Allah Chalamaisa nowadays. If a woman willingly, practically speaking, nowadays, if a woman willingly goes and a married woman has an affair with another man, she's ushered to her husband. Okay? She's ushered to her husband. However, over here, what's unique is that we have a situation of a, of a suffix, and even by a suffix, since there was prior warning about it, and mere seclusion is going to forbid her to her husband. Right? Those are the two halachas we need to know right now. What our opening mission is going to pick up on is how does the warning take place? Who gives the warning? What's the setting? Uh, what's the backdrop of a suffix saita? So here we go. Hamekane le'ishtai. A person who's mekane, his wife. Now, literally, we're going to, I mean, in context, we're going to translate this one who warns his wife. One who warns his wife. The MS is what's kinoi? What's kinna? Jealousy. It's things that cause separation and hatred. So interesting, the Mishnah is choosing to use a term, and the Gemara is going to pick up on this. A person who warns his wife and causes hatred, causes an element of jealousy between the, the two of them. And we're going to have to clarify this, this unique term. It's a term from the Pasuk. It's like he's doing something wrong. Correct. It's as if he's doing something wrong. And it's a term from the Pasuk. So we're going to have to get into this. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer says, The initial warning to not seclude herself with the man is to be done with two witnesses. You ready for this? So if you warn with two witnesses and then she secludes herself with one witness or even if he himself claims that she did yichud, that she secluded herself, he, they could go take her to drink the sota waters, the special mixture of waters that, took, that she would drink in the Beis HaMikdash, and later on the Masechta will get into that process of how it was done. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, The initial warning has to take place with two witnesses. He's in agreement with Rabbi Eliezer. You need two witnesses to give the initial warning. But he holds, in order for her to drink the sota water, she also needs to have two witnesses on her yichud, on her seclusion. So let's pause and just notice the machlokas. Rabbi Yezir and Rabbi Shua both agree. They both agree. So they're both going to agree that two edim are needed to start the warning. The machlokas here is, let's get this clear. Once you have two witnesses on the warning, do I now need one witness or two witnesses on the yichud? That's going to be the machlaikas. Okay? Now this should not surprise us because isn't it fascinating that a woman could have yichud with a man and now we're going to go all out suspect on adultery? Why? It's pretty stark. So both seem to be in agreement because you have a backdrop of two Adim giving the warning. You need like a strong backdrop to all this in order to, to move ahead with this halacha, to really suspect of adultery when, when nobody even saw it. Okay? Says the Mishnah Vaiter, Kate Sad how does a husband warn his wife? 
He says to her in front of two Adim, two witnesses, do not speak with this guy. Is that a problem? If a husband says to wife, don't speak with a guy. Eh, jump in the lake. I'll talk to whoever I want to talk to. Don't tell me who to talk to. And she speaks. So She's still muttered to her husband. And she's allowed to eat truma. However, what happens if she now had yichud? She secluded herself with this man that she was warned about. And she remained in that room along with him. The amount of time needed for, as we're going to learn later in the Gemara, which is the initial stage of intercourse. Okay, and a, a beginning of an intercourse. That's how long she has to be together with him. That's, the halacha now is Asura Lebesa, she becomes usher to her house, referring to her husband. But Asura Lechal Betruma, and if her husband is a Kayan, she's not allowed to eat Truma anymore. The Imes, and let's say her husband now dies. So listen to this, this is interesting. She had witnesses tell her not to have Yichud. And then she had Yichud. And she's supposed to drink the soda water, but she didn't. And now her husband died. So, the husband's brother is not allowed to do yibam on her. He's not allowed to marry her because she was already forbidden to the husband before. before and the brother is continuing the previous marriage. So, yeah, right. Right, he's so the same way the first husband was usher to live with her, the new husband's going to be usher to live with her, and therefore he's got to do chalitza. That's right. And therefore he's got to do chalitza instead of yibam. Very gishmak. Okay. Zakti Gemara Mechdi. Let's see. Tanami Nazir Salik. Meseches Saita follows Meseches Nazir. My Tanadikatani Saita. Why? What's the connection between how we learn, between learning Meseches Nazir and learning Meseches Saita? Yeah, Gavaldik. Listen to this. The same way, there's juxtapositions in the Torah between Psukim. When things are near each other, we want to understand the relationship. What's the connection? Why are Saita and Nazir married? Yeah, why are they next to each other? So the Gemara says, beautiful kid, the Rebbe. Because of Rabbi Tanakh, the Rise Rabbi Yemen, Rabbi says, "Lamen is b'chav parshas nazir parshas saita." Why is parshas nazir next to parshas saita? Loy marlecha to teach you shekol harayas saita bekilkula. Whoever sees a saita in her kilkul in the process of the woman drinking, we take her to the base hamikdash, and she's disgraced. A woman's disgraced. She's we're manavel her. She doesn't wear nice clothing, and the clothing ends up getting torn. And there's a rope that's tied her, tied around her chest to just to make sure that she remains modest and the clothing doesn't fall off. And it's, it's, a, it's really not an honorable process. So it's letting us know anybody who sees a saita in this state should think to themselves, how did we get here? You know how we got here? By not using our minds, by not thinking, following our desires. And we say, it must be the same. Uh, the, how does a person get to such a stage like this? Because their, their uh, impulses override their minds. And you know what I'm going to learn to do by seeing this? Yazir atzmai minayayin. I should make myself a nazir. I should separate myself from wine. Because one of the things that wine does is remove my capacity to think. And now I'm just going to rely on impulse. So you see the connection between saita and nazir is, if you see a saita, you should make yourself a nazir. Take that as a message from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, everything that comes your way, yeah, right? everything you see is a message, every person you interact with, and you, and you should make yourself a nazir. So what's the obvious question? If you see a saita, become a nazir. That's the relationship. So what would I think? Put Which one first? Which mesechta should come first? Saita. You see the Saita become a Nazir. But why is Nazir coming before Saita? <coughs> why is it the other way? And for the Gemara, I did it. Velisi Saita, Vadar Velisi Nazir. I'll tell you why. Because we're coming in, in Seder Nashim and we already learned Chakta Ksubis before Nazir. In the end of Ksubis, we had the Perak towards the end of uh, Ksubis. We had the Perak Hamadir that discussed the Dharam. Says the Gemara, once I was talking about Nadarim, we continued on with the laws of Nadarim. And once we're talking about Nadarim, we speak about Nazir, the Dami Nadarim, because Nazirus is very much, as we just finished up, interconnected with Nadarim. And now that they were interconnected, Saita Saita kicks in next to Nazir like Rebbe. 
So it's very gishmak. And I, I, I'm such a, a powerful idea I find for myself on a daily basis where you can have a svara, you can have a great logic as to why Nazir should come after Saita. Makes a lot of sense. But you can't just look at that in a nutshell. You can't just say, well, look at this. There are people who don't have cups. They, they don't have a head. We had a, a little bit of housework done uh, about, a, about a year ago. We had to, uh, we had to uh, change around the bathroom. Our upstairs bathroom needed to be changed around a little bit. So we hired somebody who came recommended. This guy did not have a Yiddish cup. Let's just say it like this. The, 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 uh, in order to... He's thinking like eight steps behind. So he's always making up. Yeah, so you can have everything looking good on the surface, but the moment you open the vanity drawer, there's holes in the back because he forgot to match it up, thinking ahead where the pipes are going to be to connect. So now he has to start drilling holes in the back of the thing. And then you got you to look at the, a bigger picture. You can't just look at things in a nutshell over here. And very often our life decisions... That's how it is. You can have a stock that looks good. In the broader picture of things, you know you create patterns. You're like, no, 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 no. I have to wait for a specific time of the month, a specific day, a specific... There's another stock that could interact with this one that I need to keep an eye on. And if you just look at this, you're going to fail. And that's what the Gemara is bringing out. And it's true with Chinuch, it's true with Shalom Bayis, it's true with so many things. You can't just hyper-focus on, on what's happening right here. And that's, the, that's what the Gemara is letting me know. Be a broader thinker. Nazir and Saita, you're right. First, you see Saita, then you become a Nazir. But in the broader perspective of Shas, ah, Ksubis, Nazir, Nadarim, ah, Ksubis, and then Nadarim, and then Nazir. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense to be together. So now I'll put Saita because I know Saita is connected to Nazir, but now I have a much larger, beautiful picture where everything falls into place. Okay. Two dots. Back to our mission. Our mission says, Hamakana, if a person warns his wife, if he does it, the Gemara says, you should know, if he does it means, ideally, a husband should not be doing this. A husband should not be warning his wife. Don't do kinoi on your wife. The Mishnah says, if you do it, which seems to imply, we don't recommend this. It's also to, uh, to be Mekana, his wife. Okay? Now, What's going to be the obvious question on this? What I'm going to get to, Mirza Hashem, tomorrow is, so what else are you supposed to do? If your wife's loose and she's with a guy, the Torah gives a halacha of, of how to create clarity of what's happening. So what else do you expect from me? Mirza Hashem, you know, even though it's Asr Lekanais, the Gemara tomorrow will clarify, so what's a better plan? All right. Amr Shavar Yitzchak, Amr Shavar Yitzchak says, Ki havei... When Rishlakish would begin by learning Saita Amarachi, he would say as follows You should know that a husband gets a wife that he's worthy for according to his actions. As the uh, Muslims Farim tell us very often, again, there's exceptions to the rule, but those are exceptions, they're not the rule. Usually our wife mirrors us. Usually it's a mirror, if we're willing to think deeply enough. A person's zivug is according to their maizim. Shinamar, as it says, <laughs> The shevet of the rasha does not come to dwell with the gairel, with the lottery of the tzadikim. Because, this is how we're going to explain, according to some people, explain, according to some explanations. Because... Each zivug is lefi ma'isov, is according to the actions. It's very hard to make shaduchim. It's very hard to make shaduchim because people are so complicated and so complex and diverse within ourselves. As we're coming up in the Pesach Seder, and Rabbi Saul Salanter famously said that the Arba Bonim, the four sons, are not four different people. The Dalit Bonim is one son. It's, it's one person, and that one son is a Russia. That one son is a chassid. That one son is a tam and a shenadei elishol. I'm all four sons. Says Rabbi Sol Salanter, four sons are not four different people. 
we're, we're diverse in some ways. In some times, sometimes in some ways I'm a tzaddik. Sometimes in some ways I'm a Russia. Sometimes I don't know what's happening. Yeah, sometimes I, I know a shtickle. Yeah. But but it's all of us. So says the Gemara, because Shaduchim take place according to who we are, that's why it's so complicated to connect people. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. Really? You're going to tell me Shaduchim is based upon a person's actions? Any, that's not true. This has the name of Rav, a famous statement. 40 days before a Vlad is formed, Meaning, at the time of conception, Basko Yitzis Vaymeris. A Basko comes out and says, Bas Pliny Lepliny. Bais Pliny Soda Pliny Lepliny. Everything is predestined. Everything is predetermined. Your house, your community, your field, your wife, everything. So, how can you tell me it's dependent on my actions? It's already been predetermined by the time that I was conceived. That's before I did anything. Says the Gemara, ready for this? Like Kasha. No question. One's by Zivog and one is a Zivog Sheni. Now, major raid. If you want to raid uh, on this Ahmad, major raid is what's considered Zivog what is considered Zivog Sheni. Does it mean a first marriage or second marriage? That's usually how we refer to it. Um, but the Mefarshim also explained it to me. Zivog is... There's a woman we're supposed to marry that we're connected, but if a person's not Zaycha through their actions, that becomes Zivakshani. That becomes Zivakshani. So some people, according to these Mepharsim, always marry their Zivakshani. So I had a person who I was supposed to marry, predestined, predestined, but my actions changed my worthiness. And Mamela, HaKadosh Baruch Hu started moving around because a person gets what they're worthy for. Because Baruch started moving around, so I ended up with her. She she never had to end up with me, <laughs> you know. And and according to some Mefarshim, that's what it means, uh, zivuk shein. Okay, because otherwise it gets very gishmak. You could say, what if I'm a zivuk and my wife is a zivuk shein, right? Okay, so that's the rate. That's the, that's the, the. There's a lot of different ways to uh, a lot of different ways to explain it. But to, to, it could be right according to according to that shot. It could be that a, a person could totally miss their zivigrishon based upon their based upon their actions. If they're not worthy of their zivigrishon, the rebbeinu will pair you up with somebody else because you only get paired up with something you're worthy for. According to that shot, the bottom line is for pshat and gemara. Pshat and gemara, we had a contradiction. Is Rabban Shalom pair us up according to our actions? Or is there a Basko before? Okay? That was the that was the that was the Kasha. That was the steer. Which one is it? And the Gemara is giving a terrace. And the Gemara says, you're right, there always is an initial zivug. But later on things can get complicated. However, that however you're gonna understand that complication and how the Rabban Shalom works that all out. But the said that's how we're wiggling out of uh, of the steer. Okay, two dots. Rabbi Yezra says that the, the kinoi has to come with two edim. The machlaikas of how many edim you need is only by the stira of Obatoma Everyone's going to agree that one aid is believed for Toma. Now let's explain. What they're saying is as follows two edim on kinoi. What about stira? Machlaikas, if you need one or two. For Tuma, I only need one. Let's say there was one, I have two Adim that say, that know about the warning. Let's say I have two Adim that know about the stira, And then one aid shows up and says, I saw actual intercourse. I saw intercourse. We're going to believe that one aid. We will take that one aid because there's enough Raglayim Ladavar, there's enough legs to stand on to say, Correct. You already have your. Pr- that she's loose. Yeah, that she's loose with this guy. Okay. And this also comes up constantly in life, always with business, with family, with shalom bias, with children. You look at patterns. 
You look at patterns. And that's why one kid could say, but it's not fair. And you're like, you know what? You're right. It's not fair. But kacha, that's how it is. Right? You've developed a pattern and therefore that's the situation you put yourself into. Do I know for sure? No. You have enough of a pattern. I got to keep four sets of eyes on you. And your sibling, I don't need to keep four sets of, of eyes on because they haven't established. You've established a pattern. One aid is going to be, Muhammad is going to be believed. Utananami. That's life. That's life. That's right. Utananami. And listen, Chazaka, we have that concept. Right? In Halacha, we find this concept. Utananami. We learned in the mission as well. If you have one aid that says, I saw that she committed adultery. She doesn't even drink from the Mechatas. Why not? I'm sorry, from the May Saita. Why not? Because she's assumed to have be an automatic Saita, not a, not a Suffolk anymore. How do we know? This is a new question. You ready for this? This is fascinating. Now that we said, if one aide sees the actual adultery, we're going to believe one aide, says the Gemara, prove a source that one aide is ever accepted. Prove it to me that you have such a concept in the Torah. Biblically speaking, how do you know we believe in Eidachad? Says the the Torah, because rabbis learn, so should we listen to this? The aid ain ba. It says by a saita, there's no aid about her. There's no aidim. That's why she's a suffix. Let me ask you a question. If it means literally that there's no aidim, and therefore she's a suffix saita, why is she even a suffix? There's no aidim. It must be It must be that there's no two aidim, but there is one aid. Maybe it means there's no. You don't even have one aid. The Gemara's assumption is that aid doesn't mean a single witness. What it could mean is a single group of witnesses, a pair, one testimony. Maybe that's what it means. Maybe it means you don't have any aid. Maybe it means you don't have any witnesses. No. Aid actually means two. You know why? Because if I ever have one witness, the Torah will say, Aid echad. As it says, A single man. So a regular aid is two. One aid is, would say, Aid echad. Top of Ahmed Since it says, that a witness is not going to stand against a man. Wouldn't I assume, like Rabbi El said, wouldn't I assume that an aid means one? Why do you got to say one witness? It's coming to be a source of uh, it's, going to, it's coming to be a source of what the word aid means. Whenever you find in the word in the Torah the word aid, it means two witnesses, one set. And the word aid means one set. Unless the Torah says one. So let's pause. What's the rule in the Torah? What's the rule in the Torah now? If it's ever see the word aid. Even though it's a singular word, it really means one set. And if it says Eid Echad, that's a single witness. That's the rule in the Torah. Okay? Fine. The Yomar Rachmana. And the Torah says, Trey Lespa, when it says, There's no witness. So what does that mean? I don't have two witnesses. Trey Lespa, I don't have two. But I do have one. So I have one witness. The Hilainisbasa. This witness tells me she she committed adultery without being forced. It was willingly. And therefore, Asura, if one aide tells me she committed adultery willingly, she's Asur. Now we know the halacha is if a woman is violated against her will, she's violated, she's not Asur to her husband. Okay? That's what it means, the Fine. Says the Gemara. How do I know that the word aid means two? Because we said, uh, if, you're gonna, if you want one witness, it's going to say echad. Otherwise, it's two. Says the Gemara, you should know, I learned this halacha from Hilchah Saita itself. But if not for that pasuk, 
I would have said that the word age is referring to a single witness, the Afilu but that's not possible because if the Eidein Ba, there's no witness about her, means there's not even one, the Afilu how do you know she even committed adultery? Nobody saw her, nobody saw her commit adultery at all. Yeah? It's strange. No, I still need the Pasuk of. Why? It means I would have said means not that there's no aid, but I would say that is not believed. Says the Gemara, it's not possible. A single witness is not believed. So, so then, uh, how do I know that she's even a Saita? You're going to tell me that she's only a Saita if you have two Adem? You're scratching your ear like this. This is going to be, Gemara's question is going to be, if you have, a, if you have an itch on your, on your right ear, you should scratch it like this with your right hand, not like this with your left hand. Gemara is saying, you're bringing out your point like this. Why would you do that? Why would you go to the laws of, of uh, capital punishment to come back to Saita when I could just stick with Saita? And the Gemara is going to explain let the terror stop. And I would be able to learn out a of davar davar from mamen by by arayas by adultery. It says ki ervas davar when you find in her arayas, and also says al edim yakum davar by a financial matter. It uses the word davar there as well. and I'll know. Midi dahabe, I call Eid the That you always need two witnesses. You need two witnesses by money. You need two witnesses by Saita. The Gemara says, no, it's Shrech. Because all good at the Chamina, Saita shiny. I would have said Saita is different than money. There are Glayim Ladovar because over here, this woman's established a pattern. She has a pattern of being loose. There's Raglayim Ladovar. Shaharei Kina Lavanistra. There's been a warning. There's been seclusion. Now maybe you don't need two witnesses about the actual intercourse. She's already established a pattern. Maybe one's enough. This Haman Ba'id Echad, I would say even Eid Echad is believed. Okay. And therefore, Eid Echad is telling me that no, a single witness is not believed. But is it really possible to say that Eid Echad is not believed? Vesharia and she would be allowed. But it says that she's not forced. Mechlauda Asura. It would imply that she would be Asur. It, 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 it would imply that she's only Asur because she wasn't forced. Let's. A woman only becomes Asur to her husband if she committed that adultery willingly. Okay? Now, how do I know that it was done willingly? It was only because of. And, and she's forbidden. Only because of these. Uh, Adam. It's only because of these Adam that I know that it was done uh, that it was done willingly. If it would have been done against her will, she would be muttered to her husband. Okay. So the Gemara says, "Itchrech salkudaita chamina ein neman ba adikatrei ubetrei nami he delight nespasa." And even if two Adam, I would say, even if she's not four, she's going to be aser. Kamash malan. I'm sorry. Even when you have two witnesses testifying, she's only going to be aser when she's not forced. Kamash Malan, therefore the Brysa lets us know that Layakum Aid Echad Beish, that a single witness is not going to stand, which means, again, just going back to the bottom line, Aid means two, Aid Echad means one. What the Gubar was trying to do up until here was to create a theoretical situation and try to, try to prove that Aid can also mean one, and it would just depend, but ultimately the Gemara is sticking to its guns. Back to the mission. Rabbi Shua says that the kinoi is done with two witnesses. Everybody really agrees to that. Okay? However, let's remember the Machlaikas. How many Adim on the kinoi? I want to talk outside. I want to talk outside. Let's, let's get this in. How, how many Adim do you need that he warned her? Two. Do you need that he warned her? Everybody agrees too. How many Adim do we need that she secluded with this guy? That's a machlekes. Two or one. Okay? 
If you don't have the original two warning, that's right. That one doesn't mean anything, nor does two mean anything. Yep. What, you testified my wife had yichud? So what? Your wife was meyachid with a guy. She, you never warned her. You never warned her. Two people tell you, we saw your wife cooking in the kitchen for 10 minutes with a guy. We walked in and they were, they, they were uh, preparing for Shabbos. She a saita? No. Because there's no kino. There was no warning. So yeah, even if you have two witnesses about Yichud, she's still mutter to her husband. Okay? It's a big chiddush. Saita is a big chiddush. It's a big chiddush. We don't know anything specifically happened. We're still going to take her to the base of Mikdash and drink the Saita waters. And that's actually what the rest of Amud Beis is going to focus on. Is this chiddush, this novel idea of what warning, what Kinoi is doing here. What, what is Kinoi doing? What, what's the Kayach? What is the power of uh, Kinoi that when he's giving her a warning... All of a sudden, a whole pattern is set into, into play. And just, just to give a, a preview, just to give a preview of what we're going to talk about. Imagine if the husband himself did the warning and you didn't have two either. Would that be enough to get the process rolling? Nobody holds yeah. Remember, everybody agreed you need two Aiden for the Kimoi. Because it's such a Kiddush that if, if my wife, your wife, somebody's wife ended up having Yichud, they're not usher to their husband. All right, they shouldn't have had Yichud. They had Yichud. You shouldn't have spoken Lashon Hara. Spoke Lashon Hara. You do Tshuva, you're careful next time. Fine. But now that there's like a pre existing. Kinoi, two people saw the husband warn. Now Epis, it's like, there's a whole tyra that's thrown in, that's thrown in over here. That, that's a shtar, that you need a, you need a koach, you need like a power to get that going, right? That's, so that's what the, the Gemara is going to be using to understand the dispute between Rav and Rav about whether I need two on the seclusion. Like, do I need that? Do I, do I need two people to keep that Chiddush going, or is one going to be enough on the seclusion? So here we go. What's the reason for Rabbi Shua who says you need two Adim on the Kinoi and two Adim on the Steer? Which say for you? Amar Krabba. My time Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua that you need two Adim on both. Amar Krabba. It says. That there's no witnesses about her, which means about her, uh, in her, uh, but that one aid is not going to be uh, believed if you don't have warning, but about her, uh, about her tumma, but not about her stira. So Bishua says the word ba means you only have one aid on the actual intercourse. You don't have any. You don't have one aid on the kinoi or the stira. Both of those need two aidim. Okay, Rebbe Lezer, I remember Rebbe Lezer argues. He says no. Ba means bavloi bekin. Ba means you can't have two witnesses on the kinoi. Okay, I'm sorry. It means you only have two witnesses on the kinoi, um, but the stira needs one. I have aim above stira. Maybe one aid on the intercourse, and it means you you need two aidim as well on the yichud. Sigmar says, no, the Pasuk puts Yichud together with the actual relations. And whatever relations need one aid, the, the Stira, the Yichud, is going to need one aid as well. That's Rebbe Lezer's opinion. Why are you comparing the seclusion to the, to the uh, Stira, to the Isr, to the Tuma? You should compare it to the Kinoi. Kinoi not, I'm sorry. Why are you comparing? Pause. The, the, here's the Gemara's question. The same way I'm comparing the Yichud to the Tuma, I should compare the Kinoi to the Tuma and say, I even need one aid on the Kinoi. Kinoi nami iskish the Tuma, according to you, Rebel Yezer, 
you should only need one aid always. You hear this, Kasha? I want to make sure Lailam has this clear because I started out not articulating this well. Very Pasha. We know for sure that the intercourse needs one aid. That's for sure. We wanted to know Rebbe Liezer's opinion, who says that even the Yichud needs one aid. What's his source that Yichud needs one aid? The Torah says, because Yichud is compared to Tumah. It's compared to the intercourse. The Pasuk puts it together. V'nistera, they had Yichud, v'hinitma'ah. And there was intercourse. She became, she comes Tame. So you see, the same way Tumah needs one aid, the Yichud needs one aid. Says the Gemara, but the Torah also puts the warning in the same Pasuk as the Tumah. So you, Rebbe Lezer, once you're telling me that the Yichud needs one aid, you should go so far as to say even the warning only needs one aid because the Pasuk says, Vikine es ishtai, he warns his wife, and she becomes Tami. So you see, even the Kino, you only need one aid according to your logic. So Gemara says, that's not possible because like we learned before, Ba means Velay Bikinoi. So the Gemara, okay, so now I have two contradictory drushas. Umara Isa. So why you, if I have one drusha telling me that Kinoi should need one aid, and one drusha telling me that Kinoi should need two aid them, how do I know which way to learn it? Mistavra Stira Adifa Shekinoi Sarta Ketoma. Says the Gemara, it makes sense that the, um, the, uh, Yichud is going to be like the tuma, like the actual defilement, because it's closer to it. It's closer to it. Maybe I should say that kinoi is more like the defilement, is more like the tuma. You know why? Because the only reason why one aid is believed on the intercourse is because there was an original kinoi. If you, in general, if you have a woman. And there's a couple, a nice couple. One man shows up and says, I saw the wife having an affair. Anything happen? No. Get out of here. You're one aid. End of story. You're not impacting. What's the whole reason why in this case, by Saita, we're going to listen to the aid? Because I have a previous kinoi. Because the warning, which is a chiddish, but the warning got this started. That's as a chiddish. So says the Gemara, Sakinoi should go with Stira very well, uh, should go with the Toma very well. They're very interconnected. Says the Gemara, well, Ilav Stira, Kino Meika, Vilav Kinoi, Stira Mayahani, Afilo Hachi, Stira Adifa, Daschalta, the Tomahi, period. Says the Gemara, here's the logic. You ready? This is Rebbe Leezer's logic. Very Svaradik. Rebbe Leezer says like this There's three steps here. Warning, Yichud, Tum. Says Rebbe Lezer like this. Warning, I need two Edom. Yichud, one aid. Tuma, one aid. Why? Kinoi, I know you need two. Because it says, Ba v'lai b'kinoi. Only the Tuma needs one aid, but the Kinoi needs two. So I know Kinoi needs two. The, the other end of it, the actual defilement, needs one because ba. Ba means one. What about the yichud? Says Eliezer, yichud also needs one. Why? Because the truth is yichud is generally the beginning of the tumah. So we're going to put yichud with the tumah as opposed to the kino. So it goes like, it goes Kinoi, two, and then Yichud, Tumah go together, you need one. That's going to be Rebbe Liezer's logic with his drushas backing him up. Okay. Says the Gemara, Masnisen Dlaiki Aitana. Our Mishnah is not following the following, it is not going along with the following Tana. The Tana learned the Raisa. When a person warns his wife, he should warn her according to with an He could even warn her by himself. Umashkela and he uh, she drinks the mesaita with two witnesses. Now, you hear this? Excellent. What does that mean by himself? He can show up to Bezdin and say, yeah, by the way, I warned her. 
and got it rolling without any testimony? Really? That's that's what this that's what this brisa says. Though. This brisa is not like our mission at all. Good, beautiful. Our mission says you want to get this chiddush rolling. Two people on the warning, and then afterwards we'll talk. This brisa says a husband himself could show up and say, "Oh, just letting you know, I warned her by myself." Okay, that's what Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Rabbi Eliezer. That is not the Rebbe Eliezer of our Mishnah. Rebbe Eliezer in our Mishnah says, to aid him. So the so Gemara says, Heshivu Chachamim, the Chachamim responded, and they said, that doesn't make any sense. L'divrei Rebbe Yisri Rebbe Yehuda, Eim Ladavar Saif. Eim Ladavar Saif means, there's no parameters around the Halacha anymore. Because any husband could just show up and claim that he warned her. All you need is a woman that had Yichud, she ended up in a room with a man for longer than halacha allows. The husband wants to get rid of her without paying her aksuba. So he'll walk into Bezid and say, yeah, by the way, you know, I warned her. They say, Ela Dover Saif. You can't do that. There's, there's no, where's the, uh, what's the proper word? Not consequence, but where's, uh, where's the accountability on that? There's no accountability to a husband. Says the Gemara, my time at Derby Yisrael Rabbi Yehuda. What's the reason for this logic of Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda? Amar Kra, You don't need two witnesses on the on the uh, Tuma, but you need two witnesses on the. Uh, I'm sorry, Amar Kra Okay, we believe in Eid Echad on the Tuma. We do not believe the Eid Echad on the Stira. We're now going to do the similar back and forth. Maybe it means maybe it means a single witness on the Toma, but not on the Kinoi. Kinoi iskish l'toma, dechsev ekini asish tavin etma. Stiranami iskish l'toma. Like we saw before, dechsev and istravin etma. Ahula kamashir stira kadei toma hudasa. That is just telling me how long is is stira going to be a problem until the amount of time it is to make toma. Okay. Period. So let's just explain what that is outside before we darshan the pasuk to mean how many edim you need. That's why it puts the yichud together with the tumah to tell me how many edim. According to this approach, the, what we're saying is as nothing to do with edim. You know why it puts yichud with tumah in the same pasuk to teach me what is yichud. If I'm in an elevator with a woman for thirty seconds. For a minute. Is that Yichud? No. Put it together in the Pasuk. Teach me. You know what Yichud is? The amount of time it takes to have Tumah to begin an intercourse. That's what it is. But it's not teaching me halachas of how many Edom I need on the Yichud. How many Edom I need anything else. No Shaykhs. It just says, V'nistra v'hina Tumah. You know what? You know what is considered yichud? The amount of time it is that a couple could be, that a man and woman could be together for kedei tumah, in order to start an act of tumah. Okay. And heishivu chachamim, the chum responded ledivir rebeisi rebbe yehuda ain ladavar saif. They said to rebeisi rebbe yehuda, you cannot rely on the husband himself to say I warned her because otherwise there's no end to the matter. My nihu. What do they mean? There's going to be times where a husband did not warn his wife, and he'll show up and say, yeah, I warned her. He'll make up a Baba Maisa because he's having Shalom his problems. Says the Gemara, Let me ask you a question. If you're concerned about somebody making up a Baba Maisa, you're only concerned about the warning part. Even if you look at our Mishnah, you can, you can be bothered by the same thing. Why? There's times where she has not caused stira, the Omar, the Itzar. And the husband is going to say that there was, he's going to say that there, uh, there was uh, stira. Okay. What the Gemara here is assuming is that the Eid Echad of Stira, in Rabbi Lezer's opinion, is going to be the husband as well. You're right. Our Mishnah is going to have that slight issue. 
but that Brysa has the issue as well. We're going to have a problem either way. Either way is going to be a problem. Okay. I lost the place. I'm sorry. Says the Gemara. I don't like that answer. Just the opposite. The Mishnah According to our Mishnah, we have an Iker. We have something that's here. Hasam, like an Iker. But over there, there's no... There's no background. This is a crucial question in understanding our Gemara. Chavra, listen closely. Listen closely to this. We said, how could this b'risa make sense that a husband could warn his wife and then tell us on his own? We said, well, even in our Mishnah, in Rebbe Leezer's opinion, if we're concerned he's going to make this up, Rebbe Leezer held that one person can claim that there was yichud. So either way, a husband could come with a claim. Either he's going to come a false claim. Either, according to the Brisa, he can come with a false claim of warning. According to our Mishnah, he can come with a false claim of yichud. Either way, you're going to have this problem. To which the Gemara responds, no, there's a major difference between the two. And I'll tell you the difference. For a husband to come claim that he warned his wife would be a major problem. Because any husband could say, I already got the ball rolling, when he didn't. As opposed to a case where you have two witnesses on the warning. The ball already got rolling. She's already loose. We know this, something about her and this guy. Later on, the husband himself is going to say, oh, I saw... Okay, so that I could hear a little more to believe the husband because I already have other people telling me that she's loose. You already established. There's an icker. We've already established that she's a loose woman. We're not relying on the husband to the establishment. The establishment's are, the establishment's already there. Says the Gemara, Eliyim ar Rather, if we're going to understand um, the um, statement. Let's learn it like this. He says, You're right. Either way, yeah, no matter how you understand Rabbi Lezer Shita, if you're going to rely on the husband to play a role at either stage, then Taka, we're going to run into a problem. Ultimately, the Gemara is ending off in this step by saying, agreeing with Rabbi El. Agreeing with what you're saying, and that is, either way, the husband, we're giving the husband too large of a hand, and that's why we're arguing on Rebbe Eliezer. Now, Lemaise, Rebbe Eliezer is going to stick to his guns, because he feels that his drushas from the psukim are correct. But we're going to have a problem either way. All right, here we go. Nowadays, never warn your wife. A woman should not say this right nowadays. Light this free body plenty. Don't have yichud with this guy. Don't make him like Maybe possible like Rabbi Yisrael The Amar Kino Yalpi Atzmai Umitzra. Maybe the Allah Taka is that all you need is a husband to warn. You don't need witnesses. And you know what happens if any man says to his wife, you know, don't you dare have yichud with this guy? She might, according to this shita, she's going to be a saita. And guess what? There's no way to get her out of it, and you're going to be obligated to divorce her. There's no site waters nowadays to, to check her. It's going to turn out your, your asr forever. So nowadays, says Rabbi Chanina, no husband should warn their wife. says, What is this expression of warning also being an expression of jealousy? You know why? Because it causes anger, it causes jealousy, it causes hatred in their shalom bias. That's why a husband should not warn his wife. Don't do that. Now, the obvious question is, but what if your wife is doing Yisurim? Okay, we'll get there. Now, if it's something that's going to drive kinna between him and her, it must be he's the one that's driving this whole thing. And we're going to believe him even with his own, even with, uh, his own edus. Now, why would it cause... Hatred, but to, I'm, so, I so, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Let me back up to Amarish Lakish. I'm sorry, I misread that. I jumped the gun. I'm in the next step. Amarish Lakish, I'm moving back. Amarish Lakish, you see where I am? Move back a line. Rish Lakish says, My Lashin Kino, what is Lashin Kino? What does hatred mean? I said, That's next. It's something that makes hatred between her and others. How? 
If a husband warns his wife to not be miyachid with a guy, you know what she's going to start doing? Stop hanging around people. Because just in case she's left in a situation where, let's say this guy's part of her social circle, it's her best friend's husband, whatever it is, so she'll start being antisocial. Can you come over for Shabbos? This, I'm sorry, giving all sorts of excuses. And it's called kinoi because it leads to hatred between her and others. It's going to se- separate her from other people. They're not going to know why she started being very aloof. Says the Gemara, well, if that's what kinoi is, it must be that the husband himself could do the kinoi. Because if there were Adam here, everybody's going to know why she's not hanging out. And that's not going to cause hatred between her and others. People understand. People understand. Says the Gemara, Almaka Sobra Kiri Al Piatma. If you're going to tell me Kinoi means that it's going to cause hatred between her and others, it must be that there's not witnesses giving the Kinoi. The Kuli Amala Yadi the Kanila, because nobody else knows why she's being so aloof. The Amri, and they'll say, My de Kama, what's wrong with us? The Kabadla, that she's separating from us. It's going to cause hatred between her and others. Okay? So that's one approach as to what Kinoi means. Hatred between her and others. No, you know what Kinoi is? It causes anger and hatred and jealousy between the two of them. Not others. Now, if you hold that it causes a separation between husband and wife, it could be that Kinoi is done with two witnesses. So now, Everybody knows that there was kinoi. And therefore, it's the husband who's going to cause kinoi between him and her. Okay, why? People know. So, Shalom Bayes. Yeah, Rashi says, the wife's going to be like, excuse me? I appreciate you hanging out our dirty laundry. Yeah? Very nice. You think I'm a loose woman. You got to bring Adem. Got to bring Adem. It's fascinating. You got people with the biggest shalom bias things, and they could be go. If, it, if it's between the two of them, you have che- you're able to work it out. All of a sudden, families involved, there's witnesses involved. There's a, people you can't be Michael each other anymore. It's like it becomes it becomes a lot more uh, becomes a lot more complicated. Says the Gemara. Just to wrap up, let's just do the top of Gimel to wrap up this idea. Alma, you see from here, kasabri It's usher, it's usher for a husband to give his wife kinoi. You know why? Because it causes hatred in Klal Yisrael. No matter how you cut it, whether it's causing hatred between her and others, or you and her, the expression of kinoi itself means something you should not be doing. According to the opinion that says a husband is allowed to do kinoi, why, uh, to warn his wife. Why does he use this expression of hatred? Nah, it just means warning. It's not hatred. Warned him about his land. But it doesn't necessarily give off. It's not there to give off any connotations of hatred. Okay, we'll hold it here. Rabbi Tanya, have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. We will pick up with Dafyami, 9.15 p.m. on Matzi Shabbos. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.